Come on, if you're ready for the word of the Lord, put your hands together. Come on now. We welcome our online audience, those who are watching all around the world. We, we welcome you here. And uh, it's, we just invite you, if you're ever in our area, to stop in, be our guest. It's one thing to experience it online. But I'm telling you, it's at a whole nother level to be here in person in the house. So we would love to have you as our guest. Now today, I'm talking to you about a subject I want to speak on called help, I'm still hurting. I know there's nobody else hurting in the room today. I know nobody else has ever had any pain in your life. I know nobody else has ever gone through something, but I believe there's people throughout this service, in this room, if we could really take off and be real today, we would say this, help pastor, I'm still hurting, I'm really hurting. Have you ever had an injury that just kind of lingers on for a long, long time? I remember, remember last April when we had that big freeze that came in and we had that big ice storm and I was walking up some steps and I got there and I had my hands full and I could see the steps had ice on them. So I'm like, but I can do this. Tim, I was like, I can do this. My hands are full. I can walk up if I go sideways and really keep my balance. So I'm being very careful, put my weight up and bring my other foot up and I go to take the next step and when I do, shoom, you know, my feet slide out from under me, I land sideways and my shoulder goes pop right out of place. So I'm laying there, my stuff's all over the ground, I'm out of breath, my shoulder's out of socket, I sit up, I was like, oh Jesus. You know, it's a good thing to call him Jesus, oh, Jesus. And I was like, popped it back in the socket. Yeah, I'm a man's man. There you go. Popped it back in the socket. And then I was like, man, that's really, really sore. And, and I'll be honest with you, I probably should have went and seen a specialist because I was in so much pain, but I was like, I can handle this. I can get over this. And I can tell you almost six months later, uh, I'm getting better, but I, I still got some soreness in my shoulder. I still have some soreness when I reach for things a certain angle. Why? Because I didn't deal with it properly. It's taken a long time to heal on its own. And I think that's the way our, our life is, that many times we don't go through the proper process of allowing God to heal us when we're hurt. So therefore, we, we still have pain for many years. We can go many years in pain. And can I just give you some information today? Hurt people hurt people. Isn't that so true? People have been hurt. They hurt people. They don't trust people. Things happen. See, we get hurt. Look at this flow chart here. We, we get hurt. And because we don't deal with it properly, we begin anger. We get angry. And then the anger takes in. And then pretty soon it moves from being angry to getting bitter. And bitterness sets in. And we're getting really going from anger. Now we're just bitter. Then we go from being bitter to now our heart gets hardened. And then now when people come to be, to talk to us, to get close to us, to work with us, now we get really short. Now we snap for no reason. Now we overreact. Not that anybody in this room would do that, but I heard that people overreact. Don't want to trust anybody again. 
And it affects your mental health. It affects your spiritual health. It affects your physical health. Because when you're holding all that bitterness and anger inside, it eats you up from the inside. God never designed us to house and hold in anger and bitterness. There's a process that he wants us to use to let it go, to get over it. Why? Because hurt people hurt people. We don't respond. Sometimes we have things happen and we get fly off the handle about something. And you're like, whoa, man, time out. I, I, honey, I just left, you know, I just left my shoes out there and, the, and then, you know, and the towel. I'm sorry. You know, I'll do better. No, it ain't about the socks and shoes you left out and the towel. It's about the disrespect they felt 10 years ago in their first marriage. And because they haven't dealt with the real problem, every little thing sets you off. Why? Because hurt people hurt people. And so God doesn't want us living our life hurt. Matter of fact, look what it says in Ephesians 4, 31 through 32. Get rid of it, man. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Here's a concept. Be kind. Be kind and compassionate for one another. Remember last week I told you that this generation is looking for a church that is full of God's power and full of God's compassion. Just be kind. Be compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other. Everybody say that word forgiving. Forgiving each other just as Christ forgave you. Can I be honest? When I said the word forgiving, you're already starting to get mad. I start talking about forgiveness. You're like, I ain't forgiving that fool. I ain't forgiving that person. I ain't for that person hurt me. Pastor, you don't even know the damage they did to my heart. You don't even know the damage they did to my mind. You don't even know. You're right. And all of us have a different story. And all of us have been hurt. And there's a process that he wants us to walk through. The reason is this, is that my desire is for you to live free. Jesus didn't die on the cross for us to live in bondage to people who have hurt us. No, who the Son is set free is free indeed. He died on the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sins and that we can live in freedom. And every time I hang on to that hurt and that bitterness, I'm keeping myself a prisoner and I'm allowing that person to hurt me. Some hurts take more time to heal than others. Some hurts can get over just like that and other hurts can take a long time to heal. It can be a process. Are you hearing me? It can be a process. We let today, I want you to walk through this process of healing. So what I'm going to share with you today, if I can be really honest, it's taking me about 10 years to really articulate this message in the way I'm going to tell you today. It's taken about 10 years of walking through this at different parts, of being hurt, helping other people through hurt. How do you reconcile? Is there reconciliation? When is it appropriate? When is it not? How do I walk through this biblically? And I believe if you will take good notes today, I believe you write down these scriptures, write down what I'm going to give you. It can help you walk through a process, not just any process, a biblical process of healing in your life. Are you ready? Are you ready? Come on, turn your hands to take notes now. Let's go for it. Number one, you got to acknowledge your hurt. Acknowledge the hurt. You can't heal 
what you ignore or deny. I ain't hurt. You lying. I, I, I ain't hurt. I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt. Yeah, you hurt. That's why you acted a fool. You hurt. That's why you're flying off a handle. You're hurt. It's all right. It's all right to say you've been hurt. It's all right to admit I've been hurt. It's all right to say it wasn't right. It's all right to acknowledge you did me wrong. It's all right to acknowledge you crushed me. It's all right to acknowledge it was hurtful. Remember when Joseph come face to face with his brothers? Think about it. Joseph, the Bible says, was sold off into slavery. His brothers dug a pit because they were jealous of him, threw him in the pit, sold him off. They were going to kill him, but decided instead to sell him off to, to, to slavery. He goes to Egypt as a slave, and they go back and tell Joseph's dad, hey, dad, sorry, but some wild animals killed Joseph. He's dead. And then you spend the next two decades working as a slave, locked up in prison. Then he finally gets out of prison, gets elevated to second in command of Egypt. There's a famine in the land, and he's over all the grain. And so people have to come now and ask him for food. He's distributing it out. And he notices as the crowd's there, he sees for the first time, he sees the brothers who betrayed him. Let's pick up the story. Genesis 45, verses 1 and 2, then verse 4. Then Joseph could no longer control himself. Before everybody working, he cried out, everyone leave, get out of here. He tells all of his workers, all of his officials, everybody waiting in line, get it, go, leave, just leave me. Why? Because all that hurt come rushing to the surface. All that pain. He couldn't deal with anybody else. He said, I, I need you guys to leave. And so there was no one with Joseph when he made himself known to his brothers. So everybody leaves, just Joseph now and his betrayers. Look what it says here. And he wept so loudly that the Egyptians heard him. Pharaoh's household heard about him. And then Joseph said to his brothers, come close to me. And when they got close, he goes, it is I, your brother Joseph. And he's crying so loud that people could hear him for blocks away, houses away. They were hearing this man, the second in command, with all that power. He's weeping uncontrollably and so loud that everybody could hear him. Can you imagine crying that loud? Why? Because, man, all that pain was built up. He'd been suppressing all that betrayal for years. And now he comes face to face with his betrayers and he says, it's me. The one you betrayed, these tears, it's because you betrayed me, because you hurt me, because you devastated my life. See, Joseph had to face his hurt before he could forgive his brothers. Before he could forgive his brothers, he had to cry it out. He had to say, I'm, still, I'm here, I'm the one you sold into slavery. You can forgive, listen, you, you can't forgive what you don't acknowledge. You must acknowledge I was hurt. You must acknowledge it was painful. You must acknowledge that was wrong. Then number two, got to surrender my right to get even. And let me tell you, these are going to be more challenging as we go along, okay? So just, just, just strap in already. It's one of those kind of services today. 
Everyone's going to challenge you. Surrender my right to get even, and I hate that because I want to get even. My natural instinct, you hurt me, I hurt you. You hurt my family, I'm going to hurt you worse. That's my instinct. That's my reaction. But I can't respond that way. Why? Because Jesus is calling me to live at a different level. Look what Romans 12, 17, and 19 says. Don't repay anyone. That kind of makes a broad, right? Anyone, even your enemies, evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge. I'll repay, says the Lord. And basically what it's saying is, God's a lot better at bringing punishment than you and I are. And so my job is simply this. I surrender my right to get even. I'm asking God to help me to forgive. And I'm saying, God, you will deal with them. God, you will deal with them. If you're wanting to hurt the person because they hurt you, you'll never live free in your life. Instead, you confine yourself to a cell of hurt and pain. And they are controlling you. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Because they've hurt you and you haven't let it go. Now you're hurting people around you. Now you're in an emotional cell. Now you're just confined and you're not functioning the way you know you're designed because that hurt is still keeping you a prisoner and Jesus came to set you free. Well, look at this statement. I think it's going to help some people today. Forgiveness is about setting you free. Forgiveness is not about setting that person free who hurt you. It's about setting yourself free. It's about saying you no longer have power over my life. You no longer have space to live in my mind. I'm not going to give you that place to live in my mind any longer. I'm letting you go. I'm forgiving you, and I'm placing you in God's hands. God will deal with you as he chooses. I'm letting you go. I'm pardoning you. I'm letting you go. Forgiveness is not, though, justifying their actions. It's not letting them off the hook. It's not a guarantee because I've forgiven you that we're going to be reconciled. It's a big difference. Things got to happen first. There's got to be a change in spirit first. And I'll talk about that more in just a minute. But number three, write this one down. This will challenge you. How about this? Pray for them. Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Jesus, you want me to pray for them? Jesus wants you to pray for them. And when I read that Jesus wants me to pray for them, you know what I want to do? You got that right, Jesus. I'm going to lay hands on them right now in the name of Jesus. We're going to be praying the old-fashioned way. Pow! Knocking people out. All right. Some of you never been in that church before. All right. Anyway. Yeah, I want to pray for them. Get my hands on you. I ain't going to let go. This is what Jesus said. Look what, this is Jesus' words. This isn't Mahasher Jean's words. These are Jesus' words. Matthew 5, 44. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I'm telling you, Jesus is calling you to live at a higher level. 
He's calling you to live at a different level than anybody else. You're not called to get revenge. You're called to pray for those who have hurt you. And this will challenge you to the very core. I don't think I've ever done anything that's challenged me any more than it is for me to pray for people I'm mad at, to pray for people that have hurt me. It challenges me more than anything else. But I can tell you there's a reason why. There's a reason why Jesus asked us to do that. He's not wanting us to pray for them so that they're blessed. Because when I pray for them, nothing else will begin to soften my hard heart than me praying for those who have hurt me. What happens is I'm, I'm hurt, my heart is hardened, and when I begin to pray for those who have hurt me, it's like a spiritual rake comes across my heart and begins to toil, take the soil of my heart and make it fresh again. And then what happens? Then the seed of God can come in and I can pr produce new fruit in my life. But when I walk around with a hard heart, no fruit's gonna come out of my life. My heart's gonna be bare. I'm not gonna live in any fruit of the spirit in my life. And Jesus knew that. So he said, I want you to learn to pray for those who have done you wrong. And I can tell you, there's been nothing else more challenging in my life than do this. But I can tell you, I've done it. My wife was my witness. She'll tell you there's times when I was so hurt, so mad, and all I could do is say, honey, let's, let's grab hands and let's pray for that person. And we pray for them, and I pray for their family, and I pray for their children. God bless them. God bless them. And when I got done, I could feel that anger lifting off of me. I could feel that transferring through my obedience. I'm telling you, it's just not something God wants us to do. There is healing that takes place when you begin to pray for those who have hurt you. It's the way Jesus designed it. Something beautiful begins to grow again in my life. And number four, be open to reconciliation. If someone's hurt you, be open to reconciliation. Look what Romans 12 and 18 says. If, if it is possible, right? As far as it depends on what you do, how you react, he goes, I want you to live at peace with everyone. So forgiveness, look at this now. Forgiveness, it's on me. Forgiveness is what I do. But if we're going to reconcile and have fellowship, we can only do that if something else happens. And that happens when there's been true repentance on both sides. When there's been a real change that's happened. When there's been trust rebuilt. When there's been honor restored. When there's been respect given. Then you can begin to fellowship again. And I think too long we've guilted people in the church of reconciling with toxic people only to see those people abused and mistreated time and time again. And that's not biblical. What's biblical is I pray for them, I forgive them, and then I allow repentance and change of behavior to reconcile once again. But if I can't just change, they've got to change as well. Are you following me today? Hopefully, this is setting some people free today. Because you tried it. And I can tell you, there was a time in my life when I went through some really bad hurt. And I, God was healing me. And I know God called me. Even though it wasn't, I can tell you, it wasn't, it wasn't truly my fault. But I called the person up. I said, I want to meet with you. I'm hoping we can have a time of reconciliation. And I apologized. 
you know, and I was expecting this great apology back. And they said, you know what, we, we would love, you know, we, we, we could see reconciliation. How about you come over and you apologize to me and some other people? I said, I'll do it. Even though I didn't feel like I was wrong, I said, I'll do it. But I said, but how about I bring my family and you apologize to my family as well? You know what they said? No. Are you kidding me? I'm like, hang on, time out. Testing one, two, three. God, I know you told me to do this. And this person who's supposed to be spiritual, they want me to apologize, but they won't apologize? He said, Gene, you did what I asked you to do. Now I'm going to bless you. Let me deal with them. And I can tell you, that person went through some tough times. Seven years later, they called me and said, I was wrong. Forgive me. And I forgave them. And now we have reconciliation. But it doesn't always turn out right. Are you following me? Sometimes you can do the right thing as it is to you and that person not do the right thing. You, you can't control them. And stop letting them control you. Forgive. Forgive. Give it to the Lord. Pray for them. And if there's... I'm hoping that there can be reconciliation. I'm hoping they have a heart change. I'm hoping they have an attitude change. I'm hoping they are truly repentive. Joseph's brothers fell at his feet. When they found out it was Joseph, they fell, the Bible says, and they, they wept before their brother and said, Brother, I'm sorry. We were wrong. Forgive us. And Joseph gave them grace. Joseph forgave them. And there was reconciliation once again in that family. Who would have ever thought that would be possible? Only through God. But Joseph had to admit it. And then his brothers had to say, we were wrong. We were sorry. Please forgive us. And Joseph had to feel it. It wasn't just lip service. He felt it in his spirit. How do I know if a person's being sincere? You'll feel that. They will tell you. They'll admit, I was wrong. They will say, I am sincerely sorry. And they will ask you, please forgive me. Those three things will always follow somebody who wants to reconcile. If they can't admit they're wrong, if they can't admit they weren't part of the problem, then you, you can't, it's just, you're not going to have any success reconciling. Forgiveness and fellowship are two different things. Now look at 2 Timothy 2, 23. The Bible says, don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments. Because you know they produce quarrels and the Lord's servants that can't be caught up in all this quarrelsome stuff. But must be, I must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not be resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed and hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth. This is what the Bible says. The Bible says I can't be stuck in all this quarreling. I can't be stuck with foolish arguments. If I try to repent and they want to stay there fighting, you just got to say, I'm sorry. God bless you. I'll pray for you. And go. Don't stay there and try to argue and argue and argue. The Bible says, wash your hands of those kind of people. Reconcile with people who are quick to repent quick to say I'm sorry and ask you to forgive them. Two different things. And the last one, the last one here, and it's probably the most important one, is this. you got to pray for divine strength, healing, and freedom. 
Why do I need to pray for that? Because you cannot do this without God's help. There's no way to get over the hurts that have been very deep in our life without God's divine help. There's no way. And so you gotta ask, God help me to forgive. God help me to help me to do this the way you've asked me to do it. It's not easy. I'm gonna tell you right up front, it's not easy. This is not an easy thing, but it's a freeing thing. It's something that will bring a healing. It's a process. When you're going through rehab, it hurts. I remember I had an ACL replacement in college, tore my ACL, had surgery, went to rehab. I screamed like a little baby. One person was holding me down, the other therapist pulling my leg, trying to break up all that scar tissue. It hurt. And I was like, ah, you're killing me. And sometimes I feel that way to God. God, you're killing me here. I'm trying to sleep and you want me to pray for these people? How about you just, I'm gonna pray, God smite them down now. God park the sea and let them drown. God, send a whale. They're going to be on the lake. It's a holiday weekend. That's the way I want to pray. But Jesus says, I'm calling you to live at a different level. You can't do this without God's help. Let me give you two more verses. We're going to close. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for what? Full restoration. It should, be our, it should be our goal. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be, one, be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. But this is really, really hard. This is really, really hard. But look what Jesus said about this. Matthew 19, 26. Jesus looked at them and said, With man, it's impossible. But with God, all. Things are possible. Only way it can happen. With God, all things are possible. And there's a process he laid out for us. I hope today that this begin to minister to many people as it did in the first service. And as you bow your heads today, If you hear and say, Pastor, you, you were really speaking to me today. I've got some hurts, if I'm being honest, I've got some hurts that are still really painful. I'm still hurting. And today, you, you really, really hit me where I'm living. If that's you, can you, without anybody looking at me, can you just raise your hand and say, that's me, Pastor, you're preaching to me. Yeah, hands going up across the room. Is it good? It's all right. Yeah. I've been there. I can tell you, I've been there so many times in my life. So is Jesus. He's been there. He knows what it is to have those closest to you betray you, reject you, beat you, nail you to a cross. He understands. That pierced me. He understands piercing. That hurt me. He understands hurt. They betrayed me. He understands betrayal. He understands. Today, if you're ready, let's say today, Pastor, I'm taking a step. I'm gonna start a process of healing. I'm gonna begin to apply what the Word of God says that you preached this morning.
If that's you, I want you just to stand on your feet. See, that's me, Pastor. I'm, I'm making a stand of faith. Just stand of faith. Say, God, I'm ready today. Come on, stand up where you're at. Bet you, just stand up. Say, I'm ready today. I've been hurt, but I'm making, I'm making a pledge today before God. I'm, I'm stepping out of that hurt today. Yeah. Lots of people standing up. Yeah, here you go. If you're standing and joining us, I want you just to open your hands up to the Lord. Say, God, I'm, I'm giving it to you. It's the first step. God, I'm giving you my hurt. Come on, just, just see it in your spirit. God, I'm giving you my hurt as I open my hands to you. God, I'm giving you my hurt. Your word says we are to cast our burden upon you so that you can carry them for us. God, we're, we're tired of taking this hurt with us. God, we're tired of carrying this around every day. It's weighing us down. God, it hurts. And today, we're letting it go. Today, we're giving it to you. And I pray that Father's Day is a new day. A new day. God, we're going to begin to process this correctly. We're going to acknowledge the hurts. what we're doing right now. We're acknowledging people have hurt me. And now we're going to begin to pray and release people to you that have hurt us. People that did things that are unspeakable. God, we're giving them to you today. No longer to have control over us. Father, right now, I pray that God, for every person standing right now, that God, there is a supernatural process that's coming together in their life as they step out in faith right now. That God, you're starting a healing process in Jesus' name. I pray for freedom in their mind, freedom in their spirit. No longer a prisoner to abuse. No longer a prisoner to rejection. No longer a prisoner to hurt. But God, today, there's a freedom coming. We're laying it at your feet, Jesus. We're laying it at your feet today, God. We're giving it over to you. And God, I speak freedom in the name of Jesus right now. You are freeing people in Jesus' name. God, we're releasing it to you in Jesus' name. 